What up, all you beautiful Misfits and Rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 177 of Misfits and Rejects. Today's episode, you hear from me, Chapin Cruder, your host. A little update on where I'm at in this whole lifestyle design thing, how this whole COVID-19 is affecting me, my lifestyle, my business, where I'm trying to get myself in life in this world. And hopefully this finds you in a happy, healthy environment right now where you're not getting too lost in all this madness and you're able to think positively have forward thinking, and you're motivated to try, to try to create something new, something that is going to be helpful to others, something that is going to inspire others. I think that's where we all need to be operating from right now. I think operating out of fear is dangerous, amplifies all your fears when you operate out of fear. Everything that you're afraid of becomes scarier when you're operating out of fear. So keeping a level head in these times, making rational decisions, logical decisions, I think is very important. And I hope That is the message that comes across in this episode to you, that fear-based decision-making is never healthy. We always want to operate out of a calm mind, a peaceful mind, a kind mind, where all we are trying to do is help ourselves and our neighbors in a positive way. And I've left a few helpful links in the show notes. One helpful link that I think was really beneficial to me is an episode Tim Ferriss recently did with Jack Kornfield. Highly recommend you check it out if you find yourself anxious in these uncertain times, as I know many of us are. That episode gave me a lot of peace and perspective on just what I can do internally to navigate these difficult times. As always, I think you all are so very beautiful. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you'd like to reach out to me, tell me your story, come on Misfits and Rejects, please feel free to do that. You can always reach me at chapin at misfitsandrejects.com. Always appreciate your thoughts, your feelings, even if they're critical and you don't like what I'm doing. Feel free to reach out. Let me know how you feel about it, and I'm always happy to respond. So with that said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with me. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, you're joined by me, your host, Chapin Cruder, with an update, my lifestyle design, my life, where I'm at. My thoughts about the current situation in the world, coronavirus, COVID-19, as they're calling it in the media. And man, what can we do about it? Probably not much. It's an airborne virus. (laughs) Luckily, it's not aerosol, which means it spreads a lot farther. Um, They seem to think, you know, obviously six feet is a safe distance. How they came up with that number, I don't know. I'm not an expert. But man, obviously things are changing very quickly for a lot of us. No jobs self-quarantine maybe quarantine at home with your kids kids are going crazy some people obviously are taking this more seriously than others but at the same time we do all have the social responsibility to keep those who could potentially be seriously affected by this safe so what am i doing where am i at where's my head at Man, as many of you know, you know, I've been straddling this lifestyle of coming back to the States when I'm broke, making money in a month or two, getting back out there for three to six months, trying to develop my online surf business, trying to generate enough cash flow 
to stay on the road. You know, my goal has always been just to get five, six hundred bucks a month. That would really just keep me kind of on the road as I continue to develop different ideas, different income streams, different business ideas, and just running in circles, seemingly chasing my tail, not being able to really figure it out. I've learned a tremendous amount and have no doubt that that knowledge will be transferable into something successful at some point as long as they don't quit. But man, some days it's just like hard, hard, as many of you know, who have attempted this, who are successful at it. It's just, is this ever going to work? Am I maybe that 1% or that percentage of entrepreneurs who just, no matter what they they try their hand at, is never going to be successful or never make enough money to be have it become a viable business? That's where I find my head these days. It's like, am I that outlier, that individual that falls in that percentage of people who doesn't ever give up, but somehow just was never able to really make it work. And some of you being like, oh, well, that, that seems impossible. Like, as long as you never quit, like, something's going to work. And that's not true. I do have people in my life who never gave up and it never worked. And that's a hard pill to swallow. To see people that you know you're close to go to work every day, their own work, they were an entrepreneur, and it didn't work. They walked with nothing, especially now under these circumstances. There's a lot of small businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are just not able to make this work. This is the final nail in that coffin for them. Some of them have been at the game for a long time and not going to be able to recover from this. That's scary. I'm 40 years old. I still have hopefully enough years to give this a few more shots or quite a few more shots before I fall into the category of not being able to make anything work. (laughs) And I say this not to be a downer or have a pity party. It's just where my head's at. It's real news. This is nerve-wracking. It's hard. It's like it's making me feel as if My hopes and dreams are now even farther away, less attainable. The distance I have to now strive to get there is that much farther, farther, doubled in length, tripled in length. Every day this goes on, it's like, when am I going to be able to get back on the road? When am I going to create something that has cash flow? And you know what? You know what the answer is? You know what I came up with? That right now is a great opportunity to start something go into the bag of tricks that I have accumulated over the years. I have a tremendous amount of knowledge that I've gathered over the years that I've applied to one thing that didn't work. Well, now let's apply it to something else and see if it works. I mean, I don't have to go to work every day, so why not work on something new? And that's hard. It's hard to think of something that I'm going to be passionate enough about to stay focused on for the necessary amount of time to hopefully make it viable. Is my life situation going to be stable enough that I can stay focused and not get sucked into just having to make money to make ends meet? That's what scares me. I mean, we all have to do what we have to do to survive. I've designed my life to not need very much. So I'm comfortable with, you know, not having car, not having certain things so I can lessen my monthly expenditures but being in the states is hard to 
navigate financially because things cost money. Distances are longer. To get from point A to B takes more time on a bicycle by foot. And so these things then start weighing on you as like, well, if I got to walk to the grocery store, if I got to ride my bike to the grocery store, you know, it's a couple hours round trip. When if I had a car, I could do it in 30 minutes and then I could apply an hour and a half to something else. Different perspectives. We're all in a different situation. We're all in the same situation that life is changing every day as we know it. For a lot of us, we're going to know somebody who gets a coronavirus. God forbid, we'll know somebody who passes away from the coronavirus. Economically, this is going to be devastating for people we know. You know, people of certain ages who are going to lose everything just like they did in 2008, not to be able to not going to be able to recover from it just like my mother. And it's scary. It's sad. And I turn to these beautiful misfits and rejects out there that I get to interview that I think about daily who set out into this world to design this life for themselves in beautiful places and went through extreme difficulty to make it work. You know, Dale Dagger shipwrecking in Nicaragua back in 94, 93, I forget exactly when. He told me that in one year he made $1,000. That is crazy to think about. You know, that's not much money to live on even in Nicar- by Nicaragua standards. And that wasn't just one year. That was multiple years he said that happened. But he persevered and was successful. And I think about those stories and it's tremendously inspirational for me. Thinking that if they can do it, I can do it. Why not? Like, I'm not different than them. You're not different than them. Maybe you choose not to do it in a third world country. Maybe you have hopes and aspirations to do it in the States, Canada, Australia, Europe, wherever you come from. And you don't want to do it in a place like that. But yeah, what makes them different? You can do it. What makes them different? We can do it. I can do it. These stories give me hope. These people inspire me as I hope they've been inspiring you the last four years I've been doing this. So I've been just reaching back into the archives of Misfits and Rejects and thinking about all these people who have just overcome craziness, crazy moments in time, adventures that put them in situations that were life-threatening. You know, and we're all sitting in a situation where we can say like, hey, I have to be able to overcome. There is no other way to put it. We have to find a way to overcome. Health-wise, financially speaking and it starts now today this moment our life circumstances are different obviously like i don't have children my sister does she has to think about babysitters how she's going to feed them how she's going to keep the roof over their head i'm more nimble i'm more mobile i can couch surf i can do different things and she can do and there's many listeners right now who are in the same situation have other people in lives they need to think about but the point is is that now is the moment to act on any one of those ideas you've ever had this is an opportunity within chaos like we are experiencing right now there is tremendous amounts of opportunity in the market that is tanking 
there are days where you could have made 10% on your money because it bounced back by 10%. Not easy. I mean, I wouldn't advise someone to do it if they have no experience in the market, but there is huge opportunity. And that goes for online entrepreneurship, especially definitely brick and mortar has opportunity. I'm more familiar with online stuff, but for anybody listening, there is so much opportunity and it's time to make that move. Even though it's tremendously scary, it's time to take that first step or the second step for me, third step, fourth step, wherever you're at in this journey in life, it's time to make that move. I don't know where this is going to go as far as it's going to get worse. It's going to get better when it's going to happen. If it gets worse, there's still tons of opportunity. If it gets better, great. There's still tons of opportunity. Point is now is the only time in which we have to take that first step and make something of this chaotic moment. Where's my head at? You know, my skill set at this point lies in course creation, online personal instruction when it comes to surfing, a little bit of marketing, I understand Facebook ads. I have a network of amazing entrepreneurs in this beautiful forum that I'm involved with, you know, Dynamite Circle that I can bounce ideas off of. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of people, knowledge that can turn into something very fruitful if I apply the right amount of effort, pressure, focus, direction into something. It's hard for me because I have spent five years at this surf thing. And as you've heard me talk about in the past episodes, like closing it down, shutting down shop, like this hasn't worked. It's more of a financial drain than it has been a positive cash flow for me. But it's still an online asset. It's still something that I could potentially make money on. So I'm, I'm caught between this like battle of like, do I give it another go? Because all the systems are in place. Or do I shut it down like I said I'm going to do and try to automate it enough to make it break even and then try to start something new? I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. But you know what? I have tons of time because I can't go to work. All I get to do is enjoy beautiful meals with my housemates, conversation, exercise, and take long bike rides, walks to think about what my next move is going to be. How am I going to get that lifestyle that I've been striving for for the last five years? A lifestyle in which I'm on the road, I'm making money off of a business online that I created that I can automate so systems are in place that I don't have to baby it every single day. Obviously, there's a certain period of time in which you have to be at the center of it, but my goal is to create systems and automations in which the business that I create can run if I walk away for a month, two months, three months, and if I come back, it's still alive. And hopefully, because I've put the right systems, automations in place, and the right personnel involved, that I come back and it's even a stronger, it's an even stronger business. You know, taking that feather out of the hat of rich dad, poor dad. That's my goal. So yeah, being back in the States the last, gosh, it's been November, December, January, February, March, four months, I'd say, roughly. It's been a trip, and I've talked about in the past. I mean, the amount of fear-mongering in the media at this point, you know, maybe rightly so due to the spread of this virus. 
I've been trying to get some perspective from my friends abroad. You know, what's it like in Thailand? What is really going on there? Like, are people as afraid as they are here in the States? This is our situation. This is what I'm hearing from the circle of people I'm around. What are the friends saying where you are? And it's been different. You know, people in Thailand are giving me different information. Not that the virus is any less severe over there, but that people are still going about their business. Until recently, you know, the spread has been ramping up for them. So they're taking the same precautions now as the States. And I guess we'll have to wait and see if they were maybe not taking enough precautions fast enough, or were they being more responsible in the way that they were treating it? And instead of injecting tons of fear into their society, controlling it in a healthier way, it's a tough call. There's no real right answer. But like I've talked about in past episodes, you know, when I, I go away and then come back and the amount of fear in people's eyes and hearts when they hear of the places I've been, the things that I've done, they're genuinely fearful of those places. They tell me how unsafe and irresponsible it is to go to these places and do those things because those people there, violent, or aren't you worried about getting robbed? Aren't you worried about someone hurting you? And it's like, I'm in Southern California right now, walking around an elementary school's soccer field. It's dead silence. I know for a fact that a dozen of friends of mine have been spending the last week cleaning their guns, preparing for the apocalypse. And there has been vigilante violence, people thinking that they are doing their neighbors and society a favor by attacking Asians and people that President Trump, you know, is ascribing to have been the cause of this virus, the China virus. And that's scary to me. That's scary when people in America feel justified in hurting other people because their president, in their minds, supports that type of behavior because it's the Chinese people who have spread this to us. It's their fault. It's the China virus. That is craziness. That is unfortunate and sad. It is nobody's fault. This is an airborne virus. It's going to go where it wants. It's going to kill whoever it wants. It's going to just do what it does. And we can only do our best as individuals to keep ourselves and those around us safe by, sure, self-quarantine, social distancing, all those things that I think are good. But to live in fear and then go out and attack individuals who the media has portrayed as the culprits of the spread of this virus, God, it just breaks my heart. I have been treated with so much kindness in China, in Asia, all over Asia. Like to think that when these people have now come to America, maybe been in America for a short period of time and then are attacked just because of where they come from, man, I just makes me want to leave as soon as I can. But there's also a lot of good going on. You know, communities coming together to help those who are less fortunate. Obviously, the medical staff is on the front lines of this, exposing themselves on a daily, getting sick themselves, some not making it, passing away. It just seems so important to keep a level head, stay rational, logical, and move 
forward in a healthy direction, not out of fear, not out of delusional sort of hope either, but out of making a conscious effort to be kind to your neighbor, to all the humans out there who are just doing their best. So as I alluded to, I'm walking in a rectangle around a soccer field in an abandoned elementary school, just trying to put some words out there of hope, maybe of wisdom. I don't know if I'm that wise, but just to give you perspective on where I'm at. Lifestyle design, you know, going after what you want in life rather than sitting around and hoping that it's going to just fall into your lap. I've definitely made that mistake before, not consciously. Don't ever think that that person's going to show up at my door with a million dollar check. But sometimes I have caught myself that, you know, maybe I'll get to start that first business online and it's going to take off and I don't have to do eight or nine different incarnations of businesses online that you hear people have to do in order to finally get that first successful one. I've definitely caught myself doing that. Like maybe I'm going to be the lucky, lucky one, blind luck. Maybe it'll just happen to me the first one out the gates. Boom. You know, I'll be doing $10,000 a month passive. I can live in Thailand. I can live in Nicaragua for less than a thousand bucks a month. I can take the rest of that, invest it, help my family out if they ever need me, travel where I want, when I want. Yeah, I've caught myself doing that a bunch. I have to check myself, especially now with where I stand, how this whole thing has unfolded and a lot of debt that I'm very uncomfortable with. Not a lot of hope that this surf progression techniques business I started is ever going to turn around. Not knowing where to apply all my knowledge for the next venture. Obviously concerned about my loved one's well-being in this time, financially, physically, not knowing when I'm going to get to leave this country again. Borders are shut. No fly. Stay home. Be safe. I feel safer out of America than I do in America. I don't think America is a bad place. I don't think Americans are more dangerous than any other place in this world there's pockets of danger everywhere I definitely just feel more at home on the road in different cultures but I hope wherever you're listening to this you are well you are healthy you are happy this isn't making you feel depressed or hopeless or trapped because sometimes I feel a little trapped but I couldn't have been luckier to feel and have been trapped in a better environment with people I love that are really close to me. I can walk to my sister's house to play with my niece and nephew to take care of them when she has to go to work, when she did have to go to work. My dad's a few miles away. had a nice walk with him yesterday morning. People are out. People are enjoying the beach. People are surfing. People are playing volleyball. Everyone appears to be doing their best. And I'm very appreciative of that. Very appreciative that I get to be here with them. But I wish you all the best. And I thank you for listening. Please always feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, thoughts. Always happy to have conversations with you. Jump on a call if you want. Hear your story if you'd like to come on Misfits and Rejects and tell your story. Let's try to inspire people. Let's try to motivate them. Let's try to motivate ourselves. Self-motivate. 
start that thing that you've always wanted to do. Put it down on paper. Buy the domain. Let's start. That's the most important thing. Thank you for listening. I think you all are so very beautiful. And I'll see you next week. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.